100 invite you to get active. Each week at this time, Z100 presents another way for you to get active in the community. Z100's Get Active features conversations with community leaders, directors of local charities and civic organizations, outlining what they are doing to make life in the tri-state area better. Z100 urges everyone to get involved in the community. So take a few minutes and check out this week's Get Active. And welcome to another edition of Get Active, heard here every Sunday morning at this time. I'm Scary Jones from Elvis Duran and the Z100 Morning Show, and I'm uh, hanging out, uh, by the way, with some friends. Uh, this is cool. I feel like I'm at home. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm in my old digs back in my Brooklyn College radio days, because I have my friend Silas Kelly with me. Brooklyn I, College in the house. <laughs> I went to, uh, to, to college, uh, Brooklyn College, with Silas, and uh, back in our days, you were the director of um, public affairs. Yes. You did yes. a lot of great things for the community back then. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you decided to take your life and do more of that today. You still do it all these years later, and I'm so proud of you, man. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity also, Scary. I guess maybe about two months ago, I got an um, email. I'm a recent 2014 graduate of the Delphi School of Social Work, and uh, I get emails from the, the Alumni Association and the Director of uh, Public Affairs. And- Shout out to Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> and so I saw this wonderful story about Another Adelphi alumni that did something wonderful. Really? So I'm 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 painting the picture without telling the story because I want them to tell the story. Yep. So I got this uh, wonderful email that said that there was a young lady from Adelphi who is going to ride across the country wow. to raise money for a wonderful organization called the Inn. And when I saw that, I was very very moved because of some type of. Uh, motivation that sprung up in somebody because of something and there's a lot more connected to it. So I just kind of put my wheels on in motion and I said, you know what, let me make some calls. Let me send some emails. And I found out that this was something that was actually happening and this needed to be brought to the attention of the listening audience. And just so everybody out there listening knows that um, this is something very, very important. And, uh, and I've taken the liberty. I've already spoken to the people at the end and, and I'm going to dub this the drive for 25. And then I'm going to turn it over to your guest and let them tell you what that's the all drive about. Drive for 25. That sounds very intriguing. I want to know more about the drive for 25. We're talking about money, right? $25,000. Yes. And the person we're talking about is Sarah O'Connor. Yes. Hi, Sarah. Hi. How you doing? All right. <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, so Silas uh, heard about you and brought you to our attention and brought you here today, along with your mom, Danielle, Danielle Hi. O'Connor. Hi. How are you? Uh, which also leads me just while well, I just introduce the room while I'm at it. Uh, Jean Kelly's here, the executive director of the Inn. Hi. And uh, we have Dana Lopez, director of marketing and communications at the Inn. Thanks for having us. This is great. So you're all here. Silas brought you all to me. And Sarah did a wonderful thing. And I guess I want to start there, and then I want to kind of blossom this out. Uh, what exactly did you get involved in? What did you accomplish? Um, and why did you do it? Wow. Three questions. That's wow. okay. We got, <laughs> we've got plenty of time. Okay. Um, so basically, I decided I wanted to ride my bike from New York to California to raise money for... The Inn, the Interfaith Nutrition Network, which is a soup kitchen on Long Island, which feeds hundreds of people every day. So June 25th, I started at the George Washington Bridge, and all I had was my bike, a couple packs, and then I just kind of rode. Whoa. <laughs> so you decided to take the summer off from whatever you were doing? I'm like, I'm just going to ride. Yeah. So I work um, as a fashion model, and so I was working in Milan, uh, I guess, 
January, February, and I was just kind of sitting there wishing I was doing something else. So I decided to come home, sort of buy a bike, train, wow. and uh, go for it. You trained for this? I mean, train is a loose word because before I started, I did not ride my bike up a hill. So the George Washington Bridge, the little slant up, was my first hill mom, to ever how, ride. But... How did you feel, Mom, when she said she was going to do this? I told my husband it was all his fault, and if anything happened to her, <laughs> it would be on him. Because he, he gave the blessing. <laughs> the adventurous spirit came from him. Right on. Now, um, did you get involved with this because the people at the inn, were, you know, they post about it? Or you just said, I want to do this and raise money for the inn? Yeah, I said I wanted to do this and raise money for the inn. So, so. Why, why the inn? I think because it's a, I've always, I went to college at Adelphi University, which is right in the community. The inn is basically down the block from there. I've always lived on Long Island and they just help the local community a lot. And it's a smaller organization. Not small, I guess they do a lot, but mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know about what they do. Right. And so it was a good chance, I think, to highlight an organization most people really don't know about even though it's right. so big so you're raising awareness for it by doing it and by the way how long yeah. did it take you to, to to travel across the country about two months 50 days and what was the total that you raised um so far we've raised thirteen thousand five hundred. Thirteen thousand five hundred. so yeah. and then we're going through october here the end of yes. october so that's why silas just called it the drive it's the drive for twenty five thousand. you want to raise twenty five thousand dollars for the inn that's the goal yeah so, so Gene Kelly's here, and so is Dana. You guys are with the Inn. Uh, talk to me a little bit about your organization, and, and it looks like you've incentivized some uh, some wonderful people here to do great things for you guys. Yeah, we are absolutely delighted that uh, Sarah thought of us, and um, you know had a sense of solidarity with the people that we're helping every day. Um, who. Uh, you know, each day that she got up and, and rode while she was following a map, the people we're helping sometimes get up every day and don't know what the map is going to be for their day based on where they're going to eat or where they're going to sleep. And uh, that's our main focus is helping people get out of uh, harm's way with regards to their basic necessities. So we are thrilled that um, she understood and has been exposed to who we are all these years. We're a best kept secret on Long Island, but she's now making it more visible. For I was us. about to say that we don't want it to be a secret. No, no. Well, unfortunately, the issue of uh, poverty and hunger and homelessness on Long Island is not one that a lot of people want to acknowledge because there's such affluence on Long Island. Uh, but we have been uh, very, very fortunate that people of affluence have opened their eyes and uh, have supported us and um, and that we're doing it with uh, dignity and respect and love towards everybody we're serving. Can you guys walk us through um, a typical day at the inn and what and um, and how you help people? Um a typical day might start, you know, at uh, eight o'clock in the morning and uh, people who are in need of uh, a meal for the day will arrive at our largest soup kitchen in Hempstead called the Mary Brennan Inn. Um, they are basically greeted uh, by uh, one of our staff or volunteers. We're basically run with volunteers. We have over 100 volunteers actually run the soup kitchen and only a staff of four um, who are there on a consistent basis. And... Uh, when a guest comes in, they're greeted um, as though they could be Queen Elizabeth, as far as we're concerned, they may be. Um, and they're allowed to come in. Many who arrive early in the day will sign up and take a shower, a hot shower, be given new underwear, socks, and toiletries, and uh, also have access to clothing if their clothing needs to be replaced. Um, they'll sit down, have access to a library where they can get some books. Um, then they'll be served a meal and then can make an appointment if need be to uh, meet with uh, social workers and volunteers next door 
uh, to help uh, figure out where their game plan is and how it's going to change. If they happen to be homeless, we have three emergency shelters uh, where we house about 90 people each night. And um, so we can access services for them, but most importantly, access their heart and uh, make them realize that somebody cares what happens to them. If someone's listening right now and they're in need of services, what do they have to do? To get those services, do you have to register in no. advance? Or you just nope. walk you right just in. Just show up. No questions asked. No questions asked. As long as you can behave in a socially acceptable manner, you're welcome in. If you can't behave in a socially acceptable manner because you're too stressed out, we still have bag lunches and we will still give food to anybody who can't come in. But the majority of people are able to come in and uh, receive assistance right away. Yeah, there's a misconception that that you have to be homeless to to take advantage of a service like this and that's not true at all absolutely not uh, you could just uh, be having a difficult day and realize that uh, financially your situation has uh, changed in such a way that uh, you aren't able to provide for yourself or your family um, or you might have need of even getting access to health care and you don't know where to go um, it's just anyone who is distraught or feeling lost at any given time can come to us and we can help them sort it out, and most importantly, get them a hot, nutritious meal, five-course meal. Nothing to be ashamed about. No, absolutely not. Now, what if there are people that are listening right now and they wanted to get involved in being a volunteer? Because this show is Get Active, and it's about volunteerism in the community, and I'm sure we have a lot of people that are waking up right now on Long Island or Queens or somewhere in the area that are like, I want to do something good on a, on, I have X, uh, I have this day off or that day off. What? How do they get involved? Um, well, and I guess I'm talking to Dana. Right, yeah. <laughs> Gene threw it over to Dana. Yeah. Dana? <laughs> well, that's so funny. We use the, the the term "get involved." See what I did there? Um, there's ah. a lot of ways to, ah, to help. You oh, you like that? <laughs> there's a lot of ways that you can get involved. Um, the real, the truth is, is that without our volunteers, and we have, as Gene mentioned, hundreds of uh, dedicated volunteers that come in every day and help serve a meal at the soup kitchen. Um, we welcome people who would like to come and help to come in. Um, our soup kitchen, the Mary Brennan Inn, is located in Hempstead and we can take groups for a day. We can take um, someone who's willing to make a commitment to one day a week. Uh, you do have to be at least 16 years old to come in and volunteer at the soup kitchen to serve a meal, but we do also have opportunities for children as young as 10 to come into the soup kitchen and um, and volunteer and help clean up and help sort and stock the shelves and sort through donations. Um, but if you can't physically be there, obviously there are lots of other ways to help. Um, financial donations are always welcome. Monetary donations that can be made through our website if you're not in the area. Um, and also we do take collections of items. I mean, we hand out uh, items that people need every day. People ask us, what do you need? And we tell them, well, what do you need when you wake up in the morning and until you go to bed at night? Toothbrushes, toothpaste, clothing, shoes, uh, personal care items, hygiene items, um, some household items. We do have a free clothing boutique for our guests that come in. They might need something to wear to a job interview or they might need something to just wear for everyday use or, um, or clothes for their kids to go to school every day. So we really try to provide as much as we can in order to do that you know, we count on the generosity of others to, sure. um, to make sure that we have what we need to give to the people that what they need. And drive that, for 25. Drive for 25. <laughs> That's another question I have. So if, let, wow, I didn't even think about that. So if people want to drop stuff off, is there a way, is there like a way that they need to do it? Can they go, is it going yes. online first or what? No, not at all. We do have open drop-off times at the Mary Brennan Inn Monday through Friday from 9 to 1130 in the morning and from 2 to 430 in the afternoon. So you, you could show up. And where is that again? 100 Madison Avenue in Hempstead. It's the Mary Brennan Inn. And we have uh, volunteers that can help you unload the car if you have a lot of stuff, which is wonderful. And we also give um, tax receipts. That's in Hempstead, correct? That's in Hempstead, yes. By the way, if you want to follow along, uh, it's the 
dashin.org. But it's the-in.org. That's right. org. And while you're on the site, please make sure you look at some of the uh, YouTube videos. Um, they have one that just went up recently. And, and I'm saying to the listeners, if you look at that video, you really get an understanding of what the end is really all about and the uh, magnificent impact that they have on the lives of individuals. Um, there's a part in there, and, and, I, and I don't want to steal the thunder, but it really just touched me, where they talk about a place that um, I'm, I'm sure that we're going to have some discussions about before this interview is over called the Center for Transformative Change. And there was a one part in there that really moved me when one of the volunteers talked about somebody coming in there and the things that we take for granted um, you know, it's such a, you know, a, a, a good positive thing for them to experience, like having an email address. And there was one line in there that said, I have an email address. I feel like I'm entering the world. And that's the kind of service that they provide. And that's really what this is all about. And that's why it's so important to get to this $25,000. And I'm going to put a challenge out there that anybody listening, corporate, um, you got deep pockets, whatever we raise, <laughs> let's, let's match it. So if we get 25, then who's going to step to the plate and donate another 25,000? And if you go on the website and you look at that most recent video, I'm sure that you'll be moved to do anything you can to help because these people are changing people's lives every day. And that's really what this is all about. Once again, that's dot org. Now, Sarah, I take it that you've had quite a bit of experience. Uh, the, the, the fact that you've, um, the fact that, that you wanted to pick up and ride across country on your bike to raise money means that uh, I'm guessing that you've seen uh, what goes on here on a daily basis. I mean, at the inn. Yeah. I mean, there's volunteers who are there, like they said, on a weekly basis, which is amazing. And I haven't had the opportunity to volunteer as much as some people. They really just commit themselves. Um, but I have volunteered there enough to really just see the good things that they do there. And mm -hmm. that's why they were really the first charity to come to my mind. And what have you seen? What have you seen when you've been there? Have you seen? It's just everybody's treated with such respect. And I mean, they provide a shower. And that, to me, I really didn't ever think, you know, you don't think about these things that we when you just. Your soup kitchen, soup kitchen is very, it's such a, just one facet of what they offer. So you yeah. just picture, like, until I, this interview started, I thought that it was just kind of like, uh, just provide a meal. How you doing? Provide a meal. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow. But. It, it's much more than that. It is. It yeah, goes they so much deeper. Take care of people like it's their family, and it's just it's just an incredible place. So. That's awesome. If you're just joining us, my name is Scary Jones from Elvis Duran and the Z100 Morning Show. We are uh, uh, this is this is Get Active, heard every Sunday morning at this time. Uh, volunteerism in your community and exposing amazing organizations. Today we have our friends at the Inn here, the Inn.org. That's the Interfaith Nutrition Network. T h e dash i n n dot org. I'm here with uh, Sarah O'Connor and her mom, Danielle. Sarah has uh, ridden cross-country on her bike. I'm just catching everybody up to speed. Uh, of course, Dana's here and Jean from uh, the inn. And my friend Silas Kelly, who um, basically a longtime friend of mine and went to Brooklyn College with me. Um, Absolutely. So uh, what, what else can we talk about uh, regarding, you know, this wonderful organization? Because I'm, I'm the kind of person that, likes to dig deeper, you know, get, you know, we, and we have the time to do it. We're just a little over halfway through here. I think I just want to jump in because, um, I, we're so impressed by, uh, Sarah and her effort. Um, 
She's incredibly ambitious. I, I don't think we even mentioned how old you are, Sarah. Sarah's 23. Yeah, right? 23 I was always told old. not to ask a lady. I don't know, but she's gorgeous and she should own it. So she's 23 years old. She is so incredibly inspirational. Um, the ride that she took was in, was so ambitious. Um, she mentioned that she was a fashion model. You know, we like to say, and I think you were touted in something, somewhere you were covered that she was a fashion model, but she became a role model. And I think that really just covers it because, and, and you know, I don't want to embarrass you, Sarah, but I think that you deserve the recognition because um, to ride your bike 4,000 miles across the country to gain awareness. And it's interesting because, you know, she did it as a, uh, the organization, we're a local organization in Long Island. Um, Sarah took it upon herself to take it across the country because the truth is, is that hunger and homelessness obviously is a worldwide issue. It's not something that's, you know, um, Jean mentioned that it's not usually, uh, it's not usually given a lot of attention on Long Island because sometimes it tends to be hidden. Um, Sarah helped us gain awareness and because of technology, we created this crowdfunding site, online fundraising, Drive for 25. Absolutely. Am I right, Silas? Yes, indeed. So um, what she did when she went across this country is not only brought awareness to the fact there's a, that there's hunger and homelessness everywhere, but she went all the way on the other side of the country and literally brought it back home and and told everybody that, you know, this is happening on Long Island. And we're just so thankful. Um, and when you ask about how people can... Um, support us, it doesn't necessarily have to be such an in- incredible feat like Sarah. Every little thing helps. Every donation, every dollar. Um, you know, we set up the crowdfunding site and crowdfunding is so cool because you can give a, a $5 donation, but if a 100 people give a 5 you know what, if 100 people give $5, $10, $15, it doesn't have to be a lot to make a big impact. So I think that's really important and I just wanted to, I don't think that Sarah's going to, you know, tell us herself how just how amazing she is, so we have to do it for her. Absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 and I, and I, and I noticed that she didn't mention that she she volunteered for the end when she i think she was in elementary school yeah um, oh, wow well my at my parish i go to our lady of peace in limbrook they would do a sandwich making project every year which my mom actually helped to organize every single year so um yeah we started making sandwiches and then you would drop them off um and then i went to sacred heart academy which is in hempstead uh, so after school, like you said, you can go from age 10. I was in a service club and we would go sometimes and just sort clothes and shampoo and organize. And then at Adelphi, I always stayed very local. <laughs> um, I had the opportunity to actually go and volunteer throughout the day. So, um, Yeah, you know, that, that leads me to my next question, which I guess you partially answered. Uh, I guess for Jean and Dana, uh, what are some of the things – that how else can people contribute to this? Like, how, you know, some, you know, I'm, listen, I'm lazy. I'm not going to ride my bike across the country. <laughs> you oh, are a better on, person. You are a better person than I, Sarah. Uh, so, but are there other ways in the ways of fundraising um, or even little things like you just said, like making sandwiches and dropping them off? What are some of the little things that we're not thinking of right now that we can help to be of service to you guys Well, at the inn? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that, first of all, what we did was, and we haven't talked about it specifically yet, but we did create a crowdfunding site for Sarah's journey. Um, It's uh, Bike In. I'll give you the website. It's Bike B-I-K-E-I-N-N dot my dag site dot com. So it's that doesn't work well on radio. I know it's good. All right, I'll spell bike in B-I-K-E-I-N-N dot M Y D A G S I T E dot com. We'll have it on our website too. So okay, it'll so be accessible. Yeah, go to the in dot org. org. The dash I N N dot org. There we go. Okay. So on that crowdfunding site is where you can directly um, donate to Sarah's effort, and it's still going ongoing. That's yep. the that's where the drive hey, for twenty five is, is coming. Absolutely. Bring it on. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Bring on the money. 
but yeah, you know, you make a good point. I mean, it, when Sarah was making sandwiches or when she was biking across the country, she was still making a difference in somebody's life. And I think that's what's important to remember, that it's not just the huge things. It can be the little things, too. So, yes, we do accept sandwiches for bag lunches that Jean mentioned that we give out to our guests. Um, you can make put a, a collect um, items of non-perishable food or clothing. Um, we always take in-season clothing because we give it out to those who need it immediately. Um, Jean, if you... Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, just right now, as the weather starts changing, um, people need winter coats, um, even warm jackets, uh, hats, gloves, and scarves. Uh, you have them sitting around and you're not using all of them. A lot of people don't realize they keep going out and buying more and more other items and they already have ones that they've grown tired of. If, if they could consider taking the things they've grown tired of in their closet and, uh, as long as they're still wearable, put them in a bag and drop them off. It could literally make a difference whether somebody is going to be comfortable that day or not. Even an extra umbrella, a poncho. If you have a, old sleeping bags in your house that uh, your kids once used, uh, people need blankets, sheets. Um, wow. Every, every single thing. The only thing that we can't use that is used, of course, is underwear and socks and uh, toothbrushes. And, uh, and pil- make, bed pillows. That but makes sense. Other than that, everything else uh, that people have that's in excess um, could literally come to us, and uh, and uh, we directly hand it to people who need it right on the spot. And also, just uh, want to put it out there, you know, just as Sarah got involved in, at various different stages of her, you know, uh, educational uh, path, you know, there are ways for schools to get involved and they can uh, sponsor a drive. Um, That's one way that schools and communities can get involved. Um, Going on the website, you'll see that uh, someone can contact the inn and they can find out, you know, what it takes for that particular school. It could be an elementary school. Teachers, principals, are you uh, listening right now? It could be a a college or university. But you can have your school sponsor a drive that donates directly to the end, and I think that's really important to know. Um, And just two other things, um, you know, know, and I really want to hear the, you know, way that the Center for Transformative Change came about, because that's amazing, and and I'm hoping that uh, Gene will talk about that. But also, there's two activities actually coming up that uh, we need to make the public aware of. Sure. Some other ways that, that people can help. Um, you have something coming up in October and November, and the Center for Transformative Change is amazing. So if you would, both of you. Yeah, tell us about that. Um, well, we are actually going to be honoring Sarah at a day of thanks and giving, um, which will be happening on uh, no, uh, November 12th, 12th um, which is actually at the soup kitchen. And that's where whole families can come and uh, buy tickets and uh, have activities and see what it's like to be involved uh, with the inn and then sit down and have a Thanksgiving meal with us. So we will be highlighting Sarah's uh, ride and what she has done and and we are constantly being asked all the time by the senior citizens who volunteer for us. They always ask, where are the young people? Ah. And how come the young people aren't involved in this issue sometimes? Because they don't see them Well, that's who we day. have listening to us right but now. That's who's listening. And pe- Come on, and I, millennials. We, Let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Come on, millennials. But I feel that they're very sensitive. They're very concerned and trying to do what they can. I mean, it's already been proven that millennials are more concerned about any companies they join. Yes. What are they doing for their community uh, in a way that no other other previous generation has been as focused on. So um, I think Sarah is a perfect example of how you can take it to a whole nother level. That's at 100 Madison Avenue in Hempstead, by the way, right. on November 12th. People could buy tickets for that, correct? Right. And they could go online and, and read about that. That's that awesome. Right. Um, and also, oh, by the way, while we're here, I just wanted to find out, aside from 
you know, the, the on-site jobs, uh, people think, okay, I'm just going to, I'm in a soup kitchen. What other things can people do if they want to volunteer that I, that we're not thinking of right now that I didn't, that I'm not aware of? Well, uh, most of the volunteer uh, opportunities really are in the soup kitchen. Okay. We do have shelters, but because of privacy issues, we don't have volunteers coming into the shelters. Got it. So that's staff only. Yeah. But right. you know what? A lot of times families get together for different things. We've heard of so many different ways that, that people um, support us without ever stepping foot in the soup kitchen. Um, if they have a family dinner, sometimes they put a, a collection, uh, you know, collect coins or ask people to bring a towel to dinner and they donate it to us. Um, you know, it's it's like it's really just um, as creative as you can get or whatever you can really think of that might make an impact. Um, but volunteering wise, uh, physically sure. for, for us mainly happens in the right. soup kitchen. I'm thinking of people that might not have money to spend, but they're like, wait a second. I want to make a difference somehow, but I can't yeah. financially I can't do it financially. So. Not, uh, just uh, you might want to just give the phone number a couple of times also because people can call up and find out exactly how they can get involved. So um, give the phone number as well. That'd be great. That's 516-486-8506. One more time. 516-486-8506. But I also think um, we need to remember when people hear the story of what Sarah did that she not only is impacting all the people listening here today, but she impacted people all across this country. And I would love her to just tell the story of what happened when she was um, having lunch at a a place in the middle of the country. Go for it. Okay. So. I was unaware of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I was on my bike and I was in the middle of Kentucky, basically in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. Um, and I went into this small, I don't know if you can call it a diner, but it was next to a gas station, kind of a diner. One of those places you see on Diners Driving to Dives, Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I went in and everybody kind of looked at me because I was dripping in sweat. It was like 100 degrees outside. And they just were like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you here? You don't look like you're from here. You're not from these parts. Why are you on a bicycle? <laughs> um, and I basically, I sat down and I told them about the end. And I said, you know, I'm riding my bike across the country. And all of a sudden, everybody in the restaurant just kind of perked up. And they all just started asking me questions. And the tables, they all did collections. And when I was done eating, they came up to me and they all gave me just an envelope of money for me to donate. Oh, my God. Um, And then I went to pay for my meal, and they were like, no, the whole restaurant was fighting over who would pay for you, so you're fine. I can't believe that. In the middle of Kentucky. In the middle, just just random diner in Kentucky. It was just so moving, and so many people throughout the country were just so kind, and people heard what I was doing and they let me stay in their house overnight. One person took me to a concert so yeah. I could have some fun. Just <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, you, all the people you met along the way, all these experiences. And yeah. You- so it was really moving, especially because I feel like uh, there's a lot of division right now. And, you know, it was really great to just, we're all human and everybody just everybody, pitched in and helped. It's fascinating how many nature. people will just jump on just, just to help, to help you. Just yeah, like, do they hear really- about the story and they're like, I'm in. How can I help you right now? And yeah, there was, a, was something that happened with your bike, you, the, uh, one, of your, yes. one of your tires, and somebody so, helped out. Uh, <laughs> um, telling on that's you. That's my story. <laughs> you want to tell <laughs> that? Yeah. You've been very quiet this entire time, <laughs> yeah. Mom. Yeah. I have. I get a phone call from Sarah because, you know, a daughter calls a mother when something goes wrong, even if they're in the middle of nowhere, if they have service. So I get a phone call, panic-stricken. She's got a flat tire. She's miles away from a bike shop. She doesn't know what she's going to do. She can't figure it out. And I said to her, well, I deliberately gave you a certain amount of cash reserved for an emergency. Get an Uber, find a way, 
get to a bike shop. I was conveniently in a city because that was really the only place in the country I could have found an Uber. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so she says to me, oh, wait, there's nothing more to worry about. Why? A man just pulled up in a pickup truck. He's going to take care of it. I said, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Getting into a pickup truck with a stranger. He was a very helpful stranger. Helpful stranger. Um, Mother's worst nightmare. (laughs) You're 22, I think she was still 22 at that time, is getting into a car or pickup truck with a stranger. But apparently (laughs) many strangers in pickup trucks. Not many strangers. Throughout the ride. (laughs) Exaggerate. Wow. But there was a point in Kentucky when my bike, my cleat, you you wear like these cleats that attach to the pedal. That's correct. If the cleat wears out, you can't bike anymore. So my cleat wore out. When I was in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, and I needed to wait a couple days to get a new part shipped to me at some post office that was kind of far from where I was. So I figured it out. It got there. And this small town in Hinman, Kentucky, the volunteer firefighters took me in. They invited me to a birthday party, gave me birthday cake, helped me, <laughs> helped me. They left my bike there, helped me find a place to stay for a couple days, picked me up and drove me to the post office when my part was in. And these people, they just That's for amazing. nothing, just to help. And it was just wow. so moving. So you didn't really stay in, uh, in hotels or anything along the way. You just were mostly, um, one park bench, uh, hostels, um, yeah, but I think the worst was um, no. Then there was a couple motels. The worst was just yeah. the heat at night. The heat. But. Yeah. Mm. Wow. But that's, that's so much showing in solidarity with the people that we are helping, or they are sleeping on benches on a regular basis, and uh, we're helping them try and come in off mm. the street. But um, it can happen to anybody that you can be in that situation. And here, Sarah put herself in those situations. It was just so to know that people go through this type of thing every day. I mean, the people at the end were the most motivating thing because, you know, you just want to help people and you don't want anybody to be in that type of situation. Right. And that's why we appreciate Silas recognizing the new Center for Transformative Change is really what we're finding. It's an amazing building right next door to our soup kitchen that has been uh, um, offered for us to use. And uh, we have volunteers meeting with each person who is in need and asking them, so who are you? Where's your ID? And a lot of people who are not getting benefits are are no longer in possession of their basic identification. So we have to actually get them their ID and then walk them through the process. And and it's very intimidating for many of them. They've been frightened of it, and that's why they have stayed out on the street for so long. But one gentleman who finally uh, came uh, to work with us he has actually been out on the street for over 30 years living on the street. And uh, we miraculously, because he's an older gentleman, were able to find out through his ID that he's entitled to Social Security of over $600 a month. Wow. And um, after we were able to get that for him, we found out that he's eligible for low-income senior housing right in Hempstead. And we are able to get him a studio apartment now fully furnished where he only has to pay 30% of his income for rent. This is wonderful. So he is now inside, has his own place, and will be inside for the rest of his life. You and, guys, and this is what the Center for Transformative Change made happen. Wow. That's yeah. what it's all about. Um, well, I could talk to you guys all day, but unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, but I wanted to just once again send everybody to the website. I mean, yeah. you, if you've been listening to this the last thirty minutes, uh, something has to have resonated with you, right? Whether it be uh, you, you know making a donation, maybe volunteering in the soup kitchen, uh, or maybe doing what Sarah did, right? And do, mm-hmm. like raising money for them right. by riding your bike cross country, or or any other way that you could. I mean, 
fundraisers right. are open to any idea, right? right? It doesn't right. have to be riding a bike, right? But yeah. So it, the website is theinn.org. That's T-H-E-I-N-N.org, the Interfaith Nutrition Network. Um, I want to thank you all, Gene, Danielle, Sarah, Dana, my buddy Silas, thank for you, being Scary. here today. This is wonderful. Thank you. Uh, for having us. Cool. Thank you and so uh, we'll see you hopefully at one of these events, future events. Go to that website for everything, for all things Right. For the end and everything that they stand for. And don't forget to drive to 25. Let's get, make it happen by October 31st. 25000 Get somebody to match raised. that because right. these people are doing something that's so amazing in the everyday lives of people. You just can't imagine. If you go on the website, you'll have no other choice but to donate, Absolutely. open up your wallet, and make a call. Thank no you. amount Thank you. is too small. That's right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. So much. I'm Scary Jones, Melvis Duran, the Z100 Morning Show. And uh, the music continues next on Z100. You've been listening to Get Active on Z100. Reach out and get active in your community. From soup kitchens to counseling centers, hospice care to the public library, find something you can do to make life in the tri-state area better. Thanks for listening. And remember, get active.